That was the best lemon I ever had. Me too. That goes triple for me. Word from between the bedsheets just came in. You're good, but you can always do better. We want to hear from all the sex kittens and dirty dogs out there. All the cuddlers, stocking wearers, rope tires and biters. Just remember, this is a show for all the lovers, not the fighters. Naughty rude. 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 The show where anyone can have their say. Sin Media would like to acknowledge and pay respect to the people of the Woiwurrung and the Bunwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations, on whose unceded lands the Sin Office and Studio stand. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders. Sin Media also acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and the waters across Australia, where our content reaches and on which Sin partner organisations stand. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It was always and always will be Aboriginal land. You're listening to The Naughty Root Show on Sin. Zach, would you like to start us off? I would love to start us off. Hello, welcome to The Naughty Root Show on Sin. I'm Zach. Today we've joined by Liz, Tom and... Newcomer, guest, sweet 16, uh, Sunday sweets aficionado. Bit of everything. Bit of everything. So, hello. Hello. How are we? Good. We're good? We're good? How are you? Thriving. Thriving? Thriving. We're all thriving. We feeling feeling ready for a nice and sexy Naughty Root show, people? Absolutely. Definitely. Can't wait. (laughs) Liz, are we feeling ready? Yep. (laughs) I'm pumped. (laughs) So pumped. Oh, we've got two hours of great content coming up. And if you want to hear more great content, find our podcast. We've got some excellent stuff up there. We've got previous shows. We've got some interviews. We're going to have another little interview later with burlesque producer and performer Stella Del Lu. So stay tuned for that. But you can find our podcast. Just search up The Naughty Rude Show wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on all of the social medias. Tom, where can they find us? Uh, well, you can find us at Naughty Rude Sin on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, DM us. And we can also find us at the Naughty Rude Show dot com slash ask. Uh, we, also, we have a question actually coming up later in the show uh, from a listener who uh, has a, a topic they'd like to bring up. Um, a very hard question, I'd say, Zach. <laughs> we'll get into that one later, but yes, thank you to the person who submitted that. If you want to ask us anything, you can hit us up there. We will be answering that question. You'll be hearing that interview. That'll be the first hour. and the second hour, we're going to be talking all about dating apps. Something we're all familiar with. All Something too we're all, all too familiar with. Traumatising well, times. On that, before we move on, just just tell us a little bit about your your relationship life then, Sarah. You are the newcomer here. I am the newcomer. Um, I am four months out of a two-year relationship, so newly single, I guess. New, four months, semi-fresh. Semi-fresh? Semi-fresh, whatever yeah. you would like to call it. Um, and, you know, navigating the world of dating Again, if I would like to. Have you re-entered the dating world since then? Um, I've dabbled. Dabbled. I, for context, just went to Europe. So I think that was my chance to dabble because it was very low stakes. Lovely. You know? Low stakes. Low stakes. Sounds we fun. Love, yes. Yeah, we love yeah. a little, little low stakes dabbling. Low stakes dating. Low stakes dating. No pressure. No like, pressure. You're not, you're not going to see this person ever again. Exactly. That's the fun part. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Well, we'll talk more about dating apps and the dates we have on them later. 
Uh, just because some things we talk about can be a little bit heavy, though. Uh, if you feel the need to chat to someone, you can always hit up a helpline. You can contact Beyond Blue at one three hundred two two four six three six. Kids Helpline at one eight hundred five five one eight hundred. Or Q Life Helpline at one eight hundred one eight four five two seven. Please do not hesitate to reach out for help if you feel you need it. Also, we can answer your questions. We can offer your advice. We cannot diagnose any <laughs> rashes or illnesses or any of that. We aren't doctors. None of us have gotten our PhDs in the past week. Correct? No, not yet. Surprise! Are you a doctor? No. None of us are doctors! So if you have a medical question, please hit up a GP and not us, because we can't help with that. We can only offer advice. That's all we're good at. But send us your cool stories. Yes. About yes. your GP visits. Yes. If you yeah. Want. Always. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Send us all of your fun, fun stories. Well, you're not fun stories. Just send us stuff, you know. We love that. You are with Sarah, Tom, Zach and Liz. And right now we have a listener question that got sent through over on our Tumblr, which, by the way, if you are having any questions, whether it be relationships, sex, anything along those lines, anything Naughty Rude, the naughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com slash ask is the place to do so. What is the question that we've been sent in today? Uh, so we've got a question from Anonymous. Uh, so they say, My friend just lost one of their jobs and is now under financial stress. They live with their partner who is trying to grow a business, albeit to little success. I don't want to hold a grudge against their partner, but I'm worried my friend is being held back from living comfortably and following their dreams. What should I do? What a loaded question. Very loaded. That's a lot. Uh, so... I'm going to just kick us off by saying I don't think you can talk to your friend's partner about this. Obviously, we don't know how well you know your friend's partner or anything like that, but I think it is a matter of you can offer advice to your friend. What they choose to do with that is up to them, though. Yeah, of Mm. course. It's obviously, like, you don't want to see your friend in a situation that you know is not good for them, and the best you can do is just offer that advice because if you try and step in and talk to the partner even if you are on the best of terms with them I think if you go to them it's almost like an attack on them and on their business whereas the best you can do is go to your friend obviously but then unpacking that is a whole other thing I do think that it's kind of like the friend's decision to decide if that relationship is good for them like you know if you put yourself in that relationship you should also know how to work around the relationship like you should also know when to like say hey enough is enough you know i'm not living the way i want to because i feel like now we've just got the like i feel like the risk is that you're kind of assuming that your friend's not happy yeah at least that's what it seems like to me i mean to me i'm kind of of the mindset of it can be very hard to recognize when you're being stressed, especially with financial stress. Yeah. It can be very hard to actually recognize how much it's weighing on you. So perhaps if you're really worried, like bring it up with your friend, like raise the point of, you know, I know you really like this person, but I don't know if right now they're what you need or something like that. Maybe just try and bring it up. Definitely avoid being accusatory, though, yeah. because mm, there's yep. also a very good chance that they've already spoken to their partner about this. Yeah. So you don't really yeah. know. Mm. What about you, Tom? What are your thoughts? Uh, I feel like it uh, depends what ages mm. they're at. 
I think. Oh, that's true. And also, like, the level of the relationship. Yeah, like, how long they've been together. Um, but still, I think that's why some people maybe not choose to be single, but uh, stay single, just so they have that bit more freedom where they're not uh, relying on income from an, a partner as such. Yeah. Like, I would assume, I'm going to just take a stab in the dark from this question, I'm going to assume they probably live together. Yep. Or it's, then, like, semi-serious or on the path, like, too. It's got to be pretty serious. Like, if they're, if they're already... If this person's business not working out will affect your partner financially, or your friend financially, sorry, then I'm assuming the relationship has reached a point where they, you know, they talk about money already. Yeah. It says here that they live together, so that probably does. Because that means that 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 the partner is probably the one that's financially more responsible for the relationship. Yeah, you'd be safe to assume that they would have had conversations about money, but I think the thing is as well is there's a line there about from living comfortably and following their dreams. And I think when you're in like that series of a relationship with someone where you are living with them, you are compromising a lot of the time. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is also hard because you want to make sure that you are acknowledging your own personal needs and maybe that's just the conversation you need to you need to have with your friend where it's just sort of like a check-in on how they are doing and how they're mm. feeling about it all yeah i guess just reminding you like the friend that they're like worth something. of their ambitions yeah. as well. because it's very easy to lose yourself in compromising to make sure that like your partner's happy or like the business is flourishing or whatever it is yeah yeah so definitely like sit down have a chat with your friend like, depending on how far we, because again, we don't know how close you are with your friend. We don't know how long you've known your friend. But depending on how like close you are, I think raising that concern with them is in their best interest and could do them a lot of good. Again, try to avoid being accusatory. There's a chance that they already have spoken to their partner about this. And yep. part of me is also like, you know, where does your friend lie in terms of what they want to prioritise? Do they want to prioritise living comfortably or are they okay with the compromise to stay yeah. with yeah, their partner? Exactly. How how much do they like this person? Because if they like them enough to make that compromise, then maybe following their dream means staying with their partner. Yeah. Um, but bringing it up with them in a very sort of... Casual, mm, yeah. relaxed, just supporting your friend and making sure that they're okay with how things are. A hundred percent, yeah. But do we think that uh, each person in the relationship should be generating the same amount of income or contributing equally? Or I don't. I don't think they have to. I think it really depends on a case-by-case basis. I actually recently saw somewhere, I don't know whether it was, I think it was in in an interview, that these these two people were both contributing different percentages to the... um, both um, con- contributing, like, I think 50% or, like, different percentages of their income to, like, shared um, shared um, bills. Mm. I'm losing my words today. Oh, um, To, like, shared bills, and it's because they just both have different, like, different pays. Mm. So one, like, you know, one, one person can afford to, like, pay 50%, and it won't, like dent their money yeah. in at all right. whereas the other person can only do about like 20% otherwise it becomes an issue Yep. and like they're perfectly okay with that because that's just it actually works out for them that's the thing it's a compromise yeah. you can't know for sure it'll really depend on what what are your values do you really need that stability or do you 
are you okay with working with different financial situations? Yeah, yeah. it really does depend on each person. Hmm. I think we have given out as best advice as we are going to be able to. I know our advice basically boiled down to, I don't know, just like talk to him maybe. <laughs> just um, have a chat. Just have a chat. Though. Like it's really, communication. Really yeah. Bring it up in a very casual, non-committal way, in a way that's just kind of, you know, even if you don't necessarily, I said earlier, sit down with them, you don't have to sit down with them. Just at some yeah. point just be like, hey, just wanted to bring this up. Are you okay? Just, and then the conversation might end there, but it might yeah. be enough for them to think about it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Naughty Rude Show, Sin's home of all things sex and relationships. I'm Zach, and today, joined by a very special guest, I am joined by dancer, performer, producer, all-around artist, Stella Deleur. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, very well on this very cold morning. It is cold, so I'm not about it. Don't love it. <laughs> not a huge, huge fan, but, you know, we're warm in the studio. We are. It is nice and warm in here. It is, it is. So, Stella, you are the creator of a cabaret burlesque mishmash show of many different things, Siete, the Seven Deadly Sins. Yes, I am. It's very exciting. We have lots of amazing things coming up kind of over the next 12 to 18 months, so that's very, very exciting. Could you tell us a bit about the show? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So our... Uh, oh, it's it's hard to explain. So we started as a variety night almost. So we did cabarets and sort of, uh, you know, vaudeville style shows of burlesque, drag, music, uh, poetry, spoken word, a whole lot of sort of crazy, sexy things, um, all based around the seven deadly sins. So basically each performer would have, you know, one sin. Uh, and that would be the way that they would, you know, they could interpret that however they wanted and they then would like perform that you know, in, in whatever way they saw fit and whatever sort of art form they, you know, they use. So that's how we began. And it's since then become this sort of, uh, I don't know, creative discovery of of sex and of sin and of, of the way that we use, you know, performance and, and our bodies and our interpretation, you know, to to perform sin and to perform, I don't know, it's it's hard to explain, but that's sort of the the vibe that we're going for. So there's a little bit of, you know, like, uh, religion and and uh, all of those sorts of themes in there. There's a little bit of kink, a little bit of all of that good stuff, um, and we've sort of taken that to then become a bit more immersive theatre and a bit more of, you know, a cabaret cacophony, I like to say, <laughs> a barrage, you know, it's it's all a bit, it's all a bit uh, crazy, I think. It's a bit of a lot. It's a lot. It's a whole lot of a lot. Yeah, that's very, very true. Well, we are all about sin here mm. at, well, sin. <laughs> and we are all about, you know, sin here at the Naughty Root Show as well. Yes, so very welcome. good. I'm in the right place. <laughs> you are in the right place, yes. Um, so what exactly do kind of, so you said it was a variety show. Has it kind of evolved to have a more standardised format or is it still very much just a bit of whatever and different every night? A, a little bit of a little bit of all of that. So so it started as a variety night, and then as the more shows that we did, so we were running them monthly for a while. Um, but the more shows that we did, the more that I realised that they all sort of followed a similar trajectory, and it was kind of about this journey into the sinful and a journey into the deep, basically. And so we sort of took that concept and have written it into a more narrative uh, format. Um, which is which is how it has become a little bit more immersive theatre and how it has become sort of, you know, these themes that were popping up at each show. Uh, it's it's definitely evolved into more of like a, 
a cohesive story and a cohesive concept, I guess. So we don't have, you know, we don't have a specific narrative. We don't have like a, you know, and then this person went to hell and then this, you know, nothing like that. But we have sort of taken some of these ideas and, and created them and crafted them into a bit more of like a, a cohesive concept, if you will. Oh, very yes. cool. Mm. Well, well, uh, with the actual foundation of the seven deadly sins, they kind of get reinterpreted and reimagined a lot, and they mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. What do they mean to you? Oh, personal question. Um, I think, oh, I don't know. I always, I have such a fascination with, uh, you know, with like churches and religion and, and with sin. And I think for me, it, it comes back to the idea of like, you know, if you look at the seven deadly sins, they're, they're things that we all sort of commit every day. And I know that sounds a bit crazy, but like, you know, like I have like lied in a job interview, for example, or like I've, you know, like I've fabricated the truth or I've I've been jealous of, you know, of someone for, for the things that they're doing and getting. And, and you know, all of these things are, um, are sinful and are sort of like they fall under the category of the seven deadly sins. So I think that is sort of how that fascination began. And it's been really interesting to see the way that other people have interpreted them. So I don't, you know, I basically just give uh, each performer can choose their own sin and then they can do whatever they want with it, which has really created some beautiful and some crazy, um, you know, concepts and some ideas that have had have come out of our shows. So, but yeah, I don't know. How do I interpret them? That's a very, very interesting question. I'm going to have to think about that one. Well, then why don't we just jump to, in that case, how have other people interpreted them? Are there any particular ones that you remember or that really stood out? Oh, there have been so many. I think a marker of our shows, just by accident, is that someone always eats something. <laughs> so we have this running joke that it's not CRT until somebody eats. Um, and that has been like, we've had spaghetti all over the floor. We've had like spaghetti stuffed down pants. There's been multiple appearances of spaghetti. Um, people have eaten donuts. People have eaten chocolate. Like, you know, we've thrown donuts into the audience. It's It's been, you know, there always seems to be a bit of food that comes up, which is obviously like gluttony um, or greed. But there's there's been some really beautiful pieces too. So we've done lots of like spoken word pieces and people have talked about like you know their own sort of sex lives and their you know their journeys with lust um we we've had some really incredible pieces where like wrath has featured and we've had the same performer do you know do perhaps lust and wrath in an evening which means that their journey is really clear the way that they've gone from like you know through the love story to then being angry at their partner or angry at themselves or you know it's I think everyone has interpreted it so, so differently. It's been really beautiful to, like, you know, watch that watch that evolve and watch that grow. So there's lots of standout moments, but, you know, there's also just lots of mess and eating things, and that's what we love. That's why we do it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And the show is going to be part of uh, Melbourne Fringe Festival this it year? It is. I'm not sure if I'm technically allowed to tell you that yet, but I'm going to. Oh. Uh, so we are we are a part of Melbourne Fringe Festival um, in 2022. It was going to be 2021, but then, you know, the whole Panini thing happened. Uh, so we have, have jumped forward into this year, which is very exciting. So that's kind of our, our big immersive theatre uh, 
I don't know, production, I guess. And we have a few little events, uh, you know, fundraising and, and getting people excited for that coming up as well. So. Very exciting. Mm. And for the is for that, is it going to be the same cast each night or is it going to be different cast members? It's the same cast, but they're all cast members that have featured in a theatre production of some mm. sort. So we, yeah, they've either been involved in the online shows during lockdown or they've been involved from the beginning um, some of them have jumped on a little bit later because I've been like, hey, I like you and I want you to, you know, I think we could work together. Um, but, yeah, they're all the same cast. So it's, I don't know, prepare, be prepared for it to get messier each night the more <laughs> crazed we become. Um, like the first night's just kind of a test run to test the waters a little bit. Second night, push the boundaries a little bit. Third yeah. night, just just go all out. Absolutely. And we've got, like, so all of the photographers and, and media people are coming um, you know, either on the first night or the last night. So I think it'll just be very interesting to see the way that it just gets more crazed. So I'm very excited. That sounds very exciting. <laughs> that was the first half of our interview with Stella Delu, artist, performer, and creator of the cabaret show Siete, The Seven Deadly Sins. If you want to catch the full thing, that is up on our podcast. So make sure you check that out and make sure you send Stella Delu our love. Tell her we said hi. Check her stuff out. It's great. Stay tuned for the rest of the Naughty Rude Show here on Sin. If you have a question, hit us up at the naughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin with Liz, Sarah, Tom, and Zach. So now we're going to talk about dating apps. Yay. God. So I'll, I'll jump in. As, as I uh, alluded to in the top of the hour, I'm back on Tinder. Um, Congratulations. Exciting stuff. Congratulations. Congratulations. I I can't wait to see what you're going to say about it next week. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, next week I'm back off Tinder. Um, But no, I want to talk about our own sort of experiences with dating apps because I have very mixed experiences. By that I mean I have no experiences, but also, okay, I use them. I've never actually gone on a date. I was about to say with them, but I've also never gone on a date at all. Um, why am I on this show again? Anyway. Um, <laughs> to unpack these problems. <laughs> to unpack, yeah, yeah. You guys are just here to give me therapy. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so like, here's the thing. I enjoy using dating apps up to a point. Like after maybe a month or so, I'm just like, man, why am I doing this again? But mm-hmm. there's always a really fun element of like being on them as well. Does anyone yeah. else feel that? I can, yep. can kind of get behind that. I like the swiping game too. Very fun. It's got some appeal to it. Well, well okay, what dating apps is everyone either on or has been on in the past, Liz? I'd like to clarify that I'm not on any dating apps. If you see any profiles of me, they are not me. <laughs> you passed the test. You're, you're the only one here in a relationship. You passed yeah. the test. Good job. I'm actually Zach, your partner. If you're listening to us, please. I'm your partner in disguise. Wait, is your partner also named Zach? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. God, that's confusing. He just texted me saying, thanks, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I've been on uh, Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, OkCupid, and Coffee Meets Bagel. For context, Singapore, full stop. (laughs) Sarah? I am currently on Bumble Thursday, but not really. We'll tap into that later. And I've downloaded Field, but I am going to delete it because it is... A bit too much for my liking, and then previously been on Tinder as well. And Tom, oh, I'm a bit boring, just Tinder and Hinge. But uh, coffee meets bagel sounds a bit fun. Who's the coffee? Who's the bagel? I no clue. <laughs> Wish I knew. <laughs> I have used coffee meets bagel, so I've used 
Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, OkCupid, Coffee Meets Bagel, very, very briefly. I think I had it for like three days and was like, wow. It's not a good app. This sucks. No, it was really bad. Um, But basically that one is like, you get like a selection of like 10 people each day and you can choose either like to like or not like them, but you can only like... You, you have, like, a certain amount of points, and you need to use, another, like, points in order to like someone. It's really convoluted. I just know that mm. in Singapore, it was just all full of one school. Just, oh, God. Like, one specific school oh, was just on that app. It's like, what school are you in? Oh, why am I not surprised? Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Uh, but, okay, do we have generally positive or generally, like, negative feelings towards dating apps? Or is it pretty much just neutral? Mixed bag. Mixed bag. Yeah, mixed bag, yeah. I reckon. Mixed bag. Mixed bag. Yeah, I'd say about the same. I, because I like, again, I like them, but man, sometimes I really don't. Sometimes I really don't. I don't know if it's the same for all of you, but do you ever feel like after a while, everyone just kind of blends in together? A yeah. little. Sometimes. Hmm. I've got to say, um, so with, I'd say the easiest one to use is Tinder. Can we all agree with that? Oh, Tinder's just, very easy. Just easy yeah. to use, but also probably the easiest to get matches. Hinge. Just because of the uh, the amount of swipes you get and the amount of likes you can go through compared to Hinge and others. That's fair. I'm, I mean, I'm not sure about That's fair. Bumble. I don't know if things really go anywhere but as much on Is it Tinder. a matter of quality or quantity? Mm. That's the thing, yeah. Mm. Just because you're getting more doesn't mean they're leading. Quality, yeah. yep. Okay. Good point. What do we mean by quality? Because I know that some people think quality is has to, like... like Quality means partner material, and I know for some people quality means one night stand material. I know for some people quality just means hey, they liked me. That's quality. So <laughs> That's what true. what is quality <laughs> on th- a dating app? I think it's just more like obviously you go into it with your own expectations, but yeah. I think it's just a matter of in terms of this situation of like you, you get more matches on Tinder. Are you in the app to like get matches and get with get more connections or whatever, or are you there to just maybe maybe is one night stands, but are you like you know you might match with 20 people but not actually extend beyond hey how are you with any of them or they might not even message you yeah Yeah. i I will say tinder is the app where i get like the least the most people that just don't say anything i feel like i've got like hundreds of matches and then like talk to like two people yeah that's the thing is like how like the longevity of a conversation or just like a actual like in and then, depth, like, the whatever. moment they realise they're not getting anything, it's, like, <laughs> just ghosted. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, fair enough. Respect it, I guess. There, there's a point where it's, like, okay, you need... I think you just need to be really clear about what you want. Like, I, f- mm. I feel like there is a level of... And I'd say it less now compared to, like, you know, a year or two ago, but there's still a level of people trying to really talk around what they want, especially if what they're looking for is just kind of a hookup. But, like, especially if you're on Tinder... People won't be that surprised if you just say yeah. you're looking to hook up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's ex- tender. It's kind of what it's known for. It's almost expected. But have have you, Liz or Sarah, ever gone through with a date through Tinder? Because I'm with Zach. I've never actually met up with someone through a dating app. Too but, many. Yeah. I've only done one. <laughs> Too many. And how did they go? <laughs> uh, you know, some of them went well. Some of them went really badly. I've said a few times before, like, some really, really bad situations have happened through dating apps. Yep. I have met some very lovely people through dating apps, too. Those ones didn't really, really go anywhere either. I've never really been in a long, like, term relationship with anyone. 
I have fallen for somebody I've met through a dating app. Hmm. Then the relationship, like, we met up quite regularly and then it slowly fizzled out. So that I think that was the most positive experience. Yeah. <laughs> the so, rest of them were pretty bad. Fizzling out doesn't need to be, like, a bad thing. It just means that you're not meshing. Exactly. Yeah. You can give it a good shot. Like, that's, that's what you got to do sometimes. You just got to give someone a shot. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I do think that's a genuine pro of dating apps as, like, a concept is they let you, like be very clear about the fact that you want to date people with a lot of people. Like, yeah. you don't have to go with that sort of social anxiety of, you know, trying to talk to someone new and it's like, oh, well, if it's someone, for example, that you work with or that you have a class with, it's like, well, if I say something and then they don't reciprocate, it's going to be a little awkward. It might affect work. It might affect class. I don't know. Whereas with a dating app, it's like... It's low stakes. Yeah. yeah. It's super low stakes. Honestly. Which- Honestly, though, sorry. sorry. Keep going yeah, first. Yeah. Um, just out of, like, rule of thumb, I normally wouldn't match with people that I thought were in my school. Yeah, no. That yeah, was, like, a no, thing no. I used yeah. to do. Yeah. I'd just be like, nope, 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 yeah. nope, nope. Yep. I wouldn't match before. with anyone that I recognize unless it's just as a joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Naughty Ridge here on Sin. You're joined by Sarah, Tom, Liz, and Sarah. And we're having... Did I say my name twice? Yes. Yes, you did. I'm so sorry. How Zach, dare you? I'm so sorry. You're now Sarah. How dare you? I'm so sorry. You know what? That's fine. Two Sarahs here now. That's fine. <laughs> Sarah one, Sarah two. Yeah, exactly. We needed, dif- we needed to differentiate me from Liz's boyfriend. So yeah. we named <laughs> so the, now we have the Sarah first, one, the Sarah first two. name that came to your mind was your own name. <laughs> what are we talking about, Sarah one? We're in the world of dating apps. What are we doing specifically? Now we're going to tap into the world of like dating apps and friendship. How that can manifest. I know Bumble BFF is definitely a thing. For those who don't know, Bumble is a dating app. And it also has a networking section (laughs) called, I think it's called Bumble Biz. I think, yeah, Yeah. it is. And then also Bumble BFF, which I have only used briefly. Does anyone else have any experience with Bumble BFF? I have used it numerous times. To not much avail. It kind of sucks. I don't like it. See, I'm... Yeah. Or is it like a uh, like an actual friends thing? Or is yeah. it a friends yeah. with benefits thing? No, it's friends. Oh, yeah, right. So you still... You have to... So it's within the Bumble app, but you need to sort of make your own friendship section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a BFF section, so you don't be like, oh, looking to hook up. It's mm. more like, I want to go... Cat cafe. I want to go to a cat cafe. And, you know, so you swipe and you make friends that way. Um, The only sort of encounters I've had with it is while I was traveling, someone that I was, like, I saw a couple times, she was regularly catching up with people from Bumble BFF, which I guess is a good way if you're, like, alone in the city. Honestly, Mm. I can respect it. Like, I, I thought it was a really good concept when I was still single. I was like, hell yeah, you know, coming on this app to, like, make friends, which is why I was on dating apps which is a whole different thing. Um, but I have had friends who've made actual friends off, you know, Bumble friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've made actual friends off of just Bumble. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. But that specific friend was in a relationship at the time, mm. too. Mm. So I'm like, half of me is like, how did your, like, boyfriend never, like, look at your phone and see the Bumble app and then, like, yeah. go, like, What? I think it's like a layer of trust and boundaries in that I've had a similar situation where it's just sort of like, why is there a Bumble notification popping up hmm. on your phone? And then you have a conversation, and if you have trust in the person, it's fine. 
but it's definitely like for people in a relationship, bit of a great area because it's so easy to switch to Bumble Biz yeah. or Bumble Dates as well. Yeah, because could you imagine someone trying to hide the fact that they're on Bumble Biz by going to Bumble BFF <laughs> instead? Because honestly, like I understand Bumble BFF, Bumble Biz, a whole different ballpark. Why? Yeah. Like, well, I'm already a LinkedIn hater. Um, I use it reluctantly. Nothing's wrong with LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is stupid. Yep. <laughs> what do you prefer? I, I prefer not Everything having a social... Not. Yeah, I prefer not having a social media for networking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would prefer lack of LinkedIn. But I do see that there could be some use cases for Bumblebears that you might be aware of, Liz. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we didn't just use Bumblebiz for the record. We made multiple dating apps. But I used to have a podcast where we were looking for profiles regarding sex relationships and sexuality, much like the stuff we talk about in the Naughty Rude show. And um, all of the creators would make dating app accounts. Mind you, I was the only single person. The other two were in relationships. I feel like that should say what it needs to say. And they were on dating apps. We were all looking for profiles. We would have, like, uh, you know, the name of the podcast, and we'd be like, hey, looking for someone to talk about this or some someone who's willing to share a story with us. We have had very awful responses. Mm. I haven't, but the other two girls did get some people being like, can I have her? Can I have this one? This one's single? Who's single? Oh. Jesus. And then still trying to hit on the person who said they weren't, a sing- they weren't single. So that was a whole situation. But I have used Bumblebiz to, to talk about that. Was it successful? Oh, we did have a few people come on. Like, we had a lot of profiles come on and, like, talk to us about things. So we had an episode on gay women. We met that girl off um, either Bumble or Tim- Tinder. We had another one, another two on porn and on... I think, like, jerking off or, like, erections or something like that. They were both off. One was off Tinder and I think one was off Bumble. Ironically, I did end up dating one of the people that we met off Bumble. Um, That's... I didn't match with him, so it's not me. But we did end up talking. Amazing. You know, good on you. Good on you. Oh, yeah. Networking. Networking, networking. Could you imagine if Tinder tries to do a Tinder biz? I don't think that would work. Like, that would be wild, right? Hookups for business. (laughs) (laughs) Setting up business meetings. One night stand, but it's just a business meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. No, I think it's a bit... I I can see how people use dating apps for friends. I have a hot take that if you're on Tinder and you're surprised that people want to hook up off of Tinder, why are you on Tinder? It just yeah. makes me sad, okay? Yeah. I Here's the thing. Tinder is just... It has a reputation as a hookup app. So I'm not saying that's the only thing you can use it for or that's the only thing you should use it for. I'm just saying I don't think you should be that surprised when you run into people looking for hookups. Mm. Yeah. I think most people these days sort of understand what Tinder's about, you know? You'd hope you'd, so. You'd hope. you'd hope so. Yep. Well, but I feel I'd... like it, that's easy for us to say. We're all old now. Yeah, that's very true. True, true. Like, what about those all, like, young, fresh-eyed, you know, wide-eyed, like, yeah. 20s? You're only 19, right? I'm 19, yeah. Is yeah, you're not that old. You, Liz? Are your eyes <laughs> yeah, still fresh? Yeah. Pretty yeah, what, fresh. What, you what are your thoughts? Are people on Tinder aware of Tinder being Tinder? I think it's, I think it's well-known. 
but there probably is some people that you know that they're not fully aware of it yet. Just hasn't hasn't sunk in yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, how active are you on Tinder now that you're back on it? So mm. I've been on it for two days. Yep. So how active? Yeah. That like that not really should answer the question. <laughs> like not like, I don't know. I used it for like ten minutes this morning. I think. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. Okay. Like, this is why I don't go on dates off of dating apps. I'm very bad at using them. <laughs> or I'll just be like, oh, yeah, I have that app. Mm. Ah. No, I think we're all similar, though. Like, some nights we're on it more than others, like or, or weeks even. I listened to a really good podcast, um, Figuring Out 30 from Bridget Husway, and she had a episode on being single and dating and that sort of thing. And there was a guest who I cannot remember the name of, but essentially was saying that you should only really use dating apps um almost in like atmosphere so like for example if you're going out use it like before you're going out not to meet up with people necessarily but like that's the situation where you would be meeting people Mm. like we're not built we're not built to be matching with people on our 10 minute work break Mm. you know one second we just get tinder out (laughs) oh wait we'll, we'll go to a song soon uh so I did just check my phone, and apparently I do just have a message from someone on Tinder. So I think uh, when we're back, notifications on. I I forgot <laughs> to turn them off. I've had it for two days. I like never have them on. I'm like I don't want anyone to ever yeah, see no, that I'm, I'm turn, using a dating app. I'm gonna app. turn them off now. But this was a very funny situation. I am not opening the message on air because we are gonna go to a song. Oh, uh, damn. Sorry. <laughs> they they want to hear. <laughs> sorry, I'm not gonna disclose. You'll have to my listen to the songs line. and then come back and then maybe we'll maybe, have harassment. Oh yep. god. <laughs> We're coming to the uh, last little little bit of our dating app extravaganza, dating app deep dive, uh, because I have once again re-downloaded Tinder after deleting it for like the third time, I think. And you did indeed get a message. Yeah, I did get a message. Yeah, we established that. I'm still not opening it. Um, I really think you should. No. Just yes. uh, leave them on red. Uh, let's see. Oh, wow, they say don't open this message live on radio. It contains important information, and if you say it live on air, uh, the whole world will explode or okay. something. I don't know. Uh, it sounds like a lie. Wow, Really? Could I be lying? Never. No. Anyway, we're talking deleting and re-downloading dating apps. Have any of us done it? I mean, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Normally, I just leave them there. I'm not going to lie. You just leave them? You don't like, delete them? Don't delete them. Just leave them there. Probably just don't go on it. Wait, have you dated? That's what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. I have not touched Bumble just, Yeah, just week. not touching it. Yeah. Yeah. Just letting them sit there on your phone. What happens when you get into a relationship? Do you just leave it there? Well, Your silence is scary. Yeah. <laughs> that hasn't crossed my mind. <laughs> that hasn't been a problem yet. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that does bring up a little side point that I wanted to ask. Thoughts on, let's say you're going on like a Tinder date. You're going on like a hookup. Do you delete the app while you're going out? No. No? No. 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 Okay. I also think at some point... No, never mind. This is a completely different thing. Completely unrelated. <laughs> different can Never of mind. Worms. Ignore me. Different can of worms that we are not going to go into. But yeah, so you don't delete. You, you leave the app. Until I'm yep. like pretty much sure that they're the only person I'd want to see. Yeah. So when, when do you decide that you're exclusive enough? You're like, I'm not on this app anymore. When I'm invested. <laughs> when I like them. <laughs> <laughs> if I like you enough, I'll give you my attention. Yeah. I think I think last week we were talking about how we need to reinvent like what first, second, third, fourth base is. Uh, mm. From now on, second base is deleted all my other dating apps. <laughs> yeah, that's commitment. <laughs> but what about apps on your phone in general? Like, do you delete apps that you don't use, or do you 
Do you have a lot I'll of apps there? I'll do like a cull every once in a while, but I definitely yep. have apps that like I've not touched in months that will get culled next time. Um, yep. Next time, yeah. But yep. I'm literally constantly battling with my phone trying to run out of space. So yes, I do delete <laughs> oh, apps. Oh, right. Yep. That's a problem. Oh, yep. God. Okay. Well, back to dating apps specifically. So for me, it's always been a sort of like, I'll get that urge to download. I'll be like, yeah, this is fun. This is really fun. And then I'll just hit a point where I'm like, yeah, this is terrible. This sucks. I hate this. And I'll just... Do Have you hit that point yet? I've had it for two days. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, I got one message. I'm intimidated. I'm leaving. Can I propose to you a dating app that isn't in Melbourne, so it won't help right now, but it might in the future. Go for it. Thursday. I've heard of it. You heard of it through me? Anyway. I've heard of it through other places. Okay. Well, also yeah, so, go, for go. context, Thursday primarily exists in London, New York, L.A., and, like, little parts of the UK as well. Anyway, so basically, you can only use it on the Thursday. So you can match with people on the Thursday. They have events on the Thursday. And then after that, they delete everything. They literally lock the account. You can edit your account, but they lock it. And then on the following Thursday, all your messages are gone. You mm. have to match with people all over again. Mm. But then how do you meet people? See? So the thing is, it's meant to be, like, a day for dating. So it's meant to be, like, oh, everyone on this app today wants to go on a date. So See, it's, like, you organize is- it. I work on Thursdays. Mm, yeah, exactly. Also, yeah. also, I really like using dating apps. Just so, sporadically, yeah. So I, I wouldn't want to do that because, not even sporadically, like I'll get super invested for like two days. How many days has it been since I downloaded two. it? Two. two. For like two days. We're hitting the end here. And then I'll just hit a, uh, like after that two days, I'll just be like, not nah, clean sweep, done, off, mm. gone. See, Thursday has potential, but I think it was created by someone who doesn't have any plans on a Thursday. Thursday yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah. Like, you'd have yeah. to literally leave all your Thursdays free and be uh-huh. like, this able is my to day. Leave <laughs> and, and be dressed and like ready to leave the house at like, say, 10, 11 p- a.m. so that you have the entire day without having to <laughs> worry about bang, traveling bang, bang. or like getting I would ready. Hate it so much. so they, the thing is, they host events, so you can buy a ticket to an event. And be I like, hate that so much. Yeah. But if you lock your account, so, how do you go to the event? So and you can buy tickets throughout the week. Oh. But so basically, the like feature and the message feature are locked until it's. Thursday. Can you still read the messages though? No, they delete after well, the, the Thursday. That's yeah, terrible. but then I, the, I feel like I feel like honestly though, like in the long term, people will just learn to put in their bios their Instagrams. Yeah. And they just and won't use the app that, to. Yeah. They just yeah. won't use the app to like talk. They'll people just, to see you. They'll just the first message will be follow my Instagram so we can talk more. Right. Oh yeah, I had someone recently who we were talking and they were like, "Oh, I'm on Instagram so I can like haunt you forever," mm-hmm. which I feel like is something that you do. You like you like you'll follow someone on Instagram that you meet on a dating app and then you like fizzle out. You never speak, but you're still like following them. That's terrifying to hear. Yeah. That is, yeah she said, I'll haunt you she forever. Said, I'll ha- so I can haunt you forever, and then three days later, stopped messaging me. So she is haunting me forever. <laughs> oh, God. Because she's still watching everything, but we don't speak anymore. Just check. You might get a notification right now. Apparently, it's a trend. <laughs> no, nothing it's an, yet. The Naughty Roo Show, good luck, <laughs> charm. be a real one-off. Is it a this. good luck or a bad luck <laughs> charm? Somebody told me they were going to haunt me forever. I wouldn't be too <laughs> thrilled about it. Someone who says they're going to haunt you forever, and then two days later, two or three days later, literally just decides to stop talking to you. Yeah. I feel like they were telling you they were going to ghost you. Yeah. It's, like, honest. I appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Okay, going, going back to deleting apps, though. Do, yes. do any of you hit that point? Well, not you, Tom. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, but not necessarily because you've, like, gotten into a relationship or whatever. You just get sick of it and delete it. Oh, I get bored. Mm. Do you delete it, though, or do you keep it? I delete it. Then uh, what brings you back? I get bored. You get bored. <laughs> <laughs> it's a constant cycle. It's, it's like a monthly... I'll do, like, a six-month... You know, a few months on the dating app, and then I'll go off it for a few months. 
mm. and it's always around the same amount of time. So I'm always on it the same month. I just don't really think about it. Interesting. Right. I think it's the whole like you know in December a lot more people try dating like or relationships end in like the holiday period like holiday dating. Ah, uh, true. Oh, like, yeah. like cuffing season. Mm, cuffing mm. season. There we go. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? I mean, again, very recently on the apps, and at the moment it's just been like a don't use it when you don't want to situation. But I also am like consciously not downloading it, don't downloading ones like Tinder or Hinge because I don't know. Yes, yeah, see, I have I have problems of I get distracted very easily, so I'm just like, ooh, fun, yes, swiping, and then I'm like, yep. hey, but you could download Tetris and swipe. <gasps> oh that my god, true. I am so done with dating. This is no longer the <laughs> or naughty... you could download Rain. Rain is also a swiping game. This is no longer the naughty route. Twenty forty eight. This is now player one again. <laughs> We're talking video games. This is my wheelhouse. No. Um, Tetris gang. <laughs> Thanks for listening. It's been a nice show. It's been a great show. show. (laughs) What have you thought of your first show, Sarah? It's so much fun. It's fun? It's very much like, I hope no one's listening. No, I hope people are listening. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But you hope no one you know is listening. I hope no one I know is listening. I hope they are, but I only hope select people are listening. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those shows. If the wrong person stumbles across it, I'm so sorry for oversharing, you know? See, this is one of the things that is uh, a benefit of not being in relationships. It means that I don't have any exes that can potentially listen to this, mm. yep. which I think is a great power to have in this show. I think yep. it's just also like people that I've not seen for a really long time, and it's Ooh. like, oh, I'm not going to catch up. With, like, I'll catch up with you, and you'll be like, yeah, I know, I heard, I heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually okay with exes listening to this, so they yeah. know how angry I am internally Ooh. that I never shared. Oh, wow. 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 Okay, maybe I'm also glad now. Good to know. New mindset for future I'm joking. Episodes. I never do that, of course. <laughs> On purpose. This show is just to get back at people who have wronged us. Yeah. Yeah. This is the only purpose of this show. If you are listening right now, you're probably in our good books, but if you aren't... There's a vendetta against you. There's a vendetta against That's you, yeah. That's why it's called the Naughty Root Show. It's <laughs> because it's rude. We want you to hear about how good our lives are. Just Without so, you. Yeah. Yep. Revenge. <laughs> It's pure revenge. <laughs> no, we love everyone here on the Naughty Rude Show. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for listening. It's been a great time. Uh, if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Naughty Rude, S-Y-N. You can also check out the podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, other podcast places. I don't even use any of those. I can't remember the one. I can never remember the one that I use, what it's called. It's called Pocket Cast. That's right. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Or was... Chromecast or something. No, not Chromecast. No, no. It's... Chromecast is not that. That is a TV thing. That is a TV <laughs> thing indeed. Although if you really want us to, if you really want to, like, cast the podcast through your Chromecast, like, do it. We sure won't... you could. Yeah, you probably can. We won't stop you. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> do what you have um... to say is. And if you do it, tell us about it. And also tell us about, like, your dates and stuff. Probably actually tell us about those before you tell us about your Chromecast, actually. Mm. Yeah. Tell us about your dates and stuff. Tell us about your experiences with dating apps. You can do that through any yes. of our socials. Just DM us. Or thenaughtyroadshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask for an anonymous submission form if you want to be all anonymous. I don't know why I went to a real advertiser voice there. Because <laughs> you're advertising the Naughty Root Show as you should. Yeah, as I should. As, as I should. should. 
everyone should listen to us. Tell tell your friends, tell your lovers, tell your ex-lovers. Tell about the people you're us. hooking up with. Tell yeah. your yes. Tinder matches. Just yeah. honestly put it in your Tinder should bio, I put, your hinge I bio. Should I put the Naughty Rude show yes. in my Tinder the bio? The answer is yes. Yeah. Should I just yeah. make it like listen to listen to this show? Would that yes. be funny or I would that be I think if someone really... turned around to me and was like, I talk about sex and relationships for a living, I'd be quite stoked. I it's mean, a really a good living, conversation but... starter. Yeah. They, they might think you're a sexologist. We're going to do some workshopping That's okay. here. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do some workshopping here. You've been listening to the Naughty Rude Show here on Sin with Zach, Liz, Sarah, and Tom.